So I heard mm-hmm. through the grapevine. Yeah. The grapevine you had a text message? Yeah. It was you. It, <laughs> you were the grapevine. Uh, that you had a night the other night. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. I, I had a night, yes. So my neighbors, um, I don't normally have problems with them. There's only ever been twice, twice that really like just shit has gone down. Mm-hmm. Um, so my neighbor lives there with her elderly mother who has dementia and which is fine, you know, like she needs somebody to take care of her. I totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. her son about a year and a half ago got out of jail. I nice. don't know what he was in for, but I was like, okay, cool. Like he needs some stability to, you know, ramp back into society. Cool. No big deal. Um, he moved in with her. With his girlfriend. So their apartment is the same size as mine. My apartment is a two bedroom, one bath, like relatively small townhouse, right? right. Um, theirs is also a two bedroom, one bathroom, or two and a half, whatever, one and a half bath townhouse, right? Four right. people, four people. Whoa, I thought there was only three people living there. I didn't know it no. was four. The first time, first time. We're going to go back. Okay. So first okay. time we had issues. There's four of them living there. Um, we would get woken up pretty often with the son and his girlfriend like screaming at each other because that's a healthy relationship that's um, great Love yeah it. That's... the communication is on point yeah i mean they just do it like we do but loudly um you know <laughs> <laughs> not at all so um that was going on for a while and then one night it gets like i'm dead asleep dead dead to the fucking world because I, I just that's how i sleep <laughs> once i'm asleep fuck you i'm not getting up well gary my husband wakes me up and is like hey i just wanted to let you know something's happening at the neighbor's house i've called the police i don't know what's going on but we're gonna get it figured out and i'm like what the fuck do you mean you called the police why and he goes it sounds like he slammed her into the wall and told her he's gonna kill her i was like what (laughs) what so i'm immediately awake i come downstairs my roommate woke up too and was also like what the fuck so we're waiting. The police show up, deal with the situation. She ends up having to move out, which makes sense. Uh, my landlord didn't know either of them was living there. So that's that's a plus. Huh, that's a Yikes. good idea. So, you know, that was the first time. That was about a year ago now. Year, year and a half. And everything was fine. It all worked out. I didn't sleep any that night either. So <laughs> the other night, it's it's like fucking Friday, right? I think this was last Friday. So I'm, asleep. I'm like trying to go to sleep. It's early because I have to be at work at like seven because they changed hours. So I have to be there at seven. I'm like, this fucking sucks. I'm going to go to bed at 10 o'clock. It's great. I'm trying to go to sleep. Everything is fine. And then like I wake up suddenly for no reason. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I'm like, okay. And then I go back to sleep for another like 15 minutes. And then I wake up and I'm like, what is happening? Why do I keep waking up? <laughs> and about that time, Gary's like, <sighs> just like this deep soulful sigh. I'm like, what's happening and he goes the neighbors are yelling again i was like are you kidding i was like i didn't even know he was living there again okay so he's not allowed to right right exactly so we get up he's like i don't know what's happening um like we look out the window and they're like walking like he is walking down the street and his mother being the dumb bitch that she is is chasing him down the street let him go. Let right. him go. So he is one of those people that just is explosively angry, which it is what it is. Um, it seems to be that that's kind of how he grew up. And his dumb mother is just chasing him, yelling at him the whole way. And I'm like, well, there's part of the problem. So she 
Like, they end up coming to, like, Gary steps outside and is like, hey, are you guys okay? What do we need to do? Because he very much is, like, a solid person in any sort of, like, trouble, right? Mm -hmm. So he's like, okay, what do we need to do? How can I help you guys? Like, what's going on? And the grandma is outside, too, for some fucking reason. And she's, like, she's shaking because it's cold. So, and, like, anytime he would make, like, a loud noise or, like, emotion, she would, like, flinch just because, I mean, she's older. I don't know what's... old with dementia, right? Right. I don't know what's going on. So Gary's like, if you need to, to the grandma only, you can go inside our apartment. And she's like, okay, I'd like that. So she comes in and sits down and the mom just tries to walk the fuck in. And he goes, I didn't give you permission. Back up. Because that's my husband. Right. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, no, 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 no. Um, And all this time, she's still like arguing with him. Um, So... The mom ends up being like, oh, no, I'm scared of him, blah, 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 whatever. Um, And then starts making up that he has her cell phone and he wants to take her car and so on and so forth. Um, So The fuck is happening? This Jerry Springer bullshit. I don't even know, dude. So, like, like, we end up letting her in the house to sit down. So I'm I, like, I have come downstairs and I'm like, what is going on? Gary and steps in. People and I'm like, there's this- two fucking people in my house that don't belong here. What's happening? So Gary steps in and he's like, call the police. And I was like, okay, done. So I get on the phone, talk to the 911 operators. I have no idea what's happening. So I'm like, hey, I have zero clue what's happening. My husband woke me up and told me to call 911. So here I am. And they were like, okay, what's your address? How, you know, like, let's figure it out. So I have to try and give them a description of what is happening. Um, and the mom is so fucking stupid. She gets up and walks back outside. And I'm like, if you're scared of him, why the fuck are you doing that? Number why one. Go ba- yeah, she, right. she was supposed to be in the apartment. Why mm-hmm. did she go back out? Exactly. What? So I told the 911 operator, I was like, you're not going to believe this. And she goes, what? And I was like, the woman who is claiming that he has touched, like laid hands on her. Because she started talking about that a few minutes later. She was like, oh, yeah, okay. no, when we were in the apartment, he just, he he grabbed me and he started yelling at me. And I was like, okay. okay. In my head, I'm like, you don't look like somebody who just got grabbed and got scared, but okay. So I tell the 911 operator that. And then she gets up to go outside. And I'm like, ma'am, you're not going to believe this. And she goes, what? And I was like, the woman who was claiming that he assaulted her got up off my couch and walked outside. And she went, what the fuck? did no fucking way i was like i know i don't know what's happening and she's like oh my okay um she was like is the door not locked and i was like it was shut and locked my husband's outside talking to the guy i don't know what's happening now she unlocked the door and walked out uh so she's like okay my officer's like a minute away it's gonna be all right i was like hey thanks like it's good it's all fine i i don't feel threatened i think everything's gonna be okay either way so like I give I give them his name and like the whole nine yards. They roll up and right before they get there, she's like, Can you give me a description of him? And I was like, No, ma'am, it's too dark. I cannot see what he's wearing. And she's like, Okay, your husband's outside with him? And I was like, Yeah. And she goes, What's he wearing? So my officers know that's not him. And I was like, Good point. So, so I tell him, you know, I'm like, he's a he's a dark haired guy, short hair, glasses, uh, black glasses, you know, so, whole thing. Um, and she's like, All right. And then the officers step out of the car point at my husband and like say the guy's name and he goes nope he's over there and they're like cool and they just walk right over take care of everything it's all fine they looked at this woman like the mom like she was fucking crazy because i'm pretty sure she just started making shit up so why i don't know so they come in 
in my apartment and the the two women are sitting here and the grandmother this whole time is like honey I'm so sorry they just they get like this sometimes and I just I'm so sorry and like you could tell her dementia was acting up a little bit and I was like sweetie yeah. it's okay it's not your fault you did the best you could raising her it's all right like holy shit man so a three generation yes. shit show oh my god right up, right up in my house so <laughs> what the fuck so uh, the officers come in they're very cool and calm and collected they're asking they asked us a couple of questions and then they asked the uh people that live next to me questions and then i swear to god the mom's story changed right in the middle and i called her out on it what the what did she say she was like oh yeah no we were outside and he grabbed me and i was like really because i was watching from the window and he didn't touch you Mm. like what do you mean? Mm. If he grabbed you, it was not inside. Or it, was, it had to have been inside. It wasn't outside the apartment. That didn't happen. <gasps> so that was fun. and Because oh. her story started to change when she was like, are you going to take him to jail? And uh, they were like, nope, because nobody got attacked. There's nothing we can do. You yelling at each other does not constitute as assault. And she was like, well, he grabbed me. And then started going off, like, just trying to come up with ways to get him to go to jail. She just wanted him to go back to jail. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. So at that point, I was like, if you don't want him to live in your house, do what you need to do to get him out. Correct. Use the same police officers that are here to tell them that you don't want him here. Yeah. So after the the officers left, she started to apologize. She's like, I'm so sorry. I just keep getting y'all messed up in my mess. And I was like, you really do. Like, I was fucking done. It was like 1 a.m. Like, I had to be at work at 7. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Okay, like, no more. No more sympathy. It's gone. So, like, he he walked. He ended up leaving the apartments and just, like, walked to his girlfriend's house, which is, like, a mile away. He was like, it's fine. I'm just going to walk. No big deal. So, I was like, all right, cool, man. See you later. No big deal. So, the mom and the grandma are still in my apartment. And the mom starts apologizing and she's like, I'm so sorry. We just keep, this just keeps happening. I just, I just don't know what to do. And I was like, well, do you (laughs) want him in your apartment? And she goes, well, no. I was like, tell him to leave. And she's like, well, it's not that easy because he's received mail to my house. So it's technically a resident for residence for him. And I was like, no, it's not. Well, even then I was like, okay, so how do you fix that? And she goes, well, you have to go through and get an order of protection and like started going off on this whole thing. And I I just interrupted her and I was like, well, then you know what you need to do, don't you? Oh, like I do not give a fuck. So haven't had any issues since. (laughs) Hopefully everything continues. Uh, She came up and talked to Gary the other day and apologized to him. And he was like, well, just fix it. It's really easy to fix. Yeah. Just fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Your actions speak a little louder than yours, don't they? So um yeah Woo! that was that was a that was a fun night. That was Neighbors so great. Fucking suck. Amen. Yeah, and like I had no issues when I had college students living next to me. But as soon as it was fucking older people, no. Everything went to shit. <laughs> so that's cool. Ugh. Wow. Yeah. I think I slept maybe three or four hours that night and had to go to work and work like eight, nine. Uh it was cool. You should charge your neighbors for some sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's great. Be like, yo. Give me that. You owe me. Hey, man, give me a hundo. You, you know, lost me some sleep. <laughs> I think it's I think it's right as somebody like me who's like, I have to get eight and a half to nine hours of sleep a night. Yes. I'd be fucking charging like those guys who were living next to oh, me. Oh, God. Oh, fuck, fuck Stick McGee. 
yeah, fuck. I thought about that the other day. I was like, I literally called him a fuck stick to his face and didn't even realize I said that. Well, I mean, when you're sleepy and you can't sleep. <sighs> when it's 1 a.m. and these motherfuckers are playing beer pong mm-hmm. like you're in a frat house yep. on a goddamn Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, and those walls were like paper thin, too. Like mine. Paper like, fucking thin. Bro, I live in, like, condos, so, like, everything is soundproofed, and I still hear them. Yeah, that's because mm. they scream loud. Yes. They don't scream like normal people. No. That's <sighs> fine. But you know what is fine? What? Spooky tales. Ooh. I'm actually really excited about this one. Okay, so as you notice, the title of the episode is a little bit different. It's called Spooky Tales, and we're going to do this like a Roman numeral numbering because I'm a weirdo and I just want to number things different. So anyways. <laughs> Nerd. Shut up. So, <laughs> so what we've decided to do for the podcast to kind of keep it fresh, keep it entertaining, kind of keep it, you know, keep it keep it spicy, as I always like to say. Keep it spicy. We, we are going to start reading listeners stories so people who listen people who submit stories because we just have some people who you know just don't listen to the podcast that i was like hey you send me a story and they were like give me your stuff (laughs) give give me your things (laughs) so every 33rd and every sorry every third and every eighth third and eighth yeah yes third and eighth every third and eighth episode we're not gonna like change the numbering of the other episodes this is just gonna fall in line with the other episodes we are going to have a listener story. Hopefully, I can get enough for the 38th episode. Fingers we'll crossed. Out. I got to reach out to some people and be like, hey, you got any stories? You want to send them to me? Send and us your spooky there. stories, please. Yes. So, we're going to read some stories. And if you think that you have stories of the calibers that we are reading, because we got some little ones, we got some big ones. It's 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 pretty good mix. Pretty good mix. Some are wholesome. Some are not. Some are some not. Some are real, real rough. Some are fucked up. <laughs> so, if you've got some stories, you can reach out to us at our gmail yes. her, i barely know her at gmail.com yes yeah if you email you'll probably get me <laughs> busy so you'll, <laughs> you'll get me i'll i'll respond to your email and blah 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 so we have an exchange um a person who submits a story if you need like a shout out on one of your social medias or whatever a, a business doesn't matter tit for tat scratch your back you scratch ours um you send us a story we give you a shout out on the podcast yes Woo. okay all right. So if you also like what we do and you want us to, you know, keep doing this, whatever the fuck this is, uh, you <laughs> this can, hotness. <laughs> you can check us out on our Patreon at patreon.com slash haunt her. I barely know her. The funds that you give us through the, the tiers, the investigator and the medium tier help us put into the podcast. Help help us help you bring this bullshit shenanigans back. Yes. It's, it's a circle. It's a life. It's the circle of life. It's how it it's, goes. So. It's the circle of bullshit. Actually, <laughs> it's fine. It's it's great. It's great. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna start. We're gonna we're gonna do this. Ooh. So I did. We did have one person reach out and say, "Hey," it was the very first person was like, "Hey, I really like your podcast. Would you mind if I sent you stories?" And I was like, "Yes, please. Yes, please send them all. Give me all of them." So in return, I said that I would read her story first, but she sent four. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna read hers first, mm-hmm. her her first story first, and then you're gonna go, and then I'm gonna go, then you're gonna go, then I'm gonna go. So Beautiful. we have a to- we have a total of twelve stories. Yes, six each. I think. 
You should have had six. What do don't. you mean I should have had six? I Because I gave you six. I have you five. Have si- <laughs> don't make that face at me. I really only have five. You really only have five? I really only have fuck five. It. All right, fuck it. It's we'll fine. It it's live. fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Later, we'll, we'll, this is, a, this is the, this is the dry run. So yeah, it'll be okay. Time, we're, we're supposed to have six, but it's fine. Rip. So I'll go first to make this. So, okay. The, the listener, her name is Vebjani, and she is from India, which is super fucking cool. Seriously. So, Yes. So she reached out on Instagram and was like, yo, can I send you some stories? I was like, absolutely, please send them to me. So she sent four. So I'm going to go through and read one story. And then we're going to switch off to Zoe. So, Yee. All right. Spook me. So with Babe Janie's first story. And yes. Also, uh, Babe Janie, thank you so much for putting in all of the pronunciations because that was, I went through and like read it all beforehand to like, I could read it better on the show. Beautiful. And she was so kind to put so many how to pronounce these words because I would have fucked it up so bad. So, blah, blah, blah. So she she added a bunch of pronunciations for me. So, okay. So she's got, I, so let me, let me just read what she wrote. So I've got two stories for my dad. The first is a story of what my uncle saw when he was living in the neighborhood of Mahim Mumbai. Beautiful. Okay. Yes. Fantastic. So. Just to add a little context, my uncle was the first to move out and shift to the up-and-coming port city of Mumbai. He shifted to Mumbai in the 90s, and initially, he struggled to find a place. Eventually, a family friend, let's call him Jay, Hmm. helped him out, and he finally managed to rent an apartment in Peter Mansion. Peter Mansion, this small three-storied building, is the location of this haunting. But before we go into the detail of the haunting itself, I'd like to explain the structure of this building to you. So the entrance of Peter Mansion was right by the main road. You'd enter the building and walk down a small passage. At the end of the passage, to your right, would be the landlady's apartment. In this building, the landings between floors faced the street lamps, and at night, there were windows that would allow a faint yellow light from those street lamps to flood in, illuminating the landings just enough for anyone to make their way to their apartment. A side note to this apartment building structure, I recently learned that the concept of ground floors isn't something that is prevalent in America. If that is true, I'd just like to mention here that you might refer to such a building as a four-story building. Basically, there's a ground store, ground floor, then three floors above it, and then a terrace. So yes, okay. here in America, we would call that four stories because yeah. we, yeah, we consider the first floor part of the story. So we would yeah. say that it's a four-story building with an, a terrace on the top of the roof. So yeah. that's pretty cool. My uncle, who we will refer to as Roy. So Roy is the uncle who got the apartment with Jay. Yeah. Often return home late at night long after day uh, after uh, would return home late at night after a long day at work. Mm-hmm. One morning, Roy asked Jay about the tenant of the third floor and whether anyone living there had a young five, four or five year old daughter. Okay. Jay dismissively said that there probably was. A few days later, when Roy and Jay were relaxing over a cup of tea, Jay asked him to tell him what he'd seen. So Roy told him how on some nights, as he'd pass by the landlady's apartment on the ground floor and turned to face the landing between the ground and the first floor to Mm -hmm. go up to his apartment on the second floor, he'd see this little girl in a white dress turning the corner as if going up the stairs. Ew. Okay. Yeah, so a little kid lives there, right? That sounds reasonable. (laughs) The stairs were only illuminated by the dim light streaming in from the windows of the street lamps outside. Once what? on that, why is that kid awake so late? That just hit me. It's fucking late. What? Right? Hold on. <laughs> <clears throat> 
Uh, let's see. So on that very landing, he'd seen a little girl once again. So he gets up to the first floor. So for us, it's the second floor landing. Uh-huh. And sees her turn the corner on the next landing. So it's he just keeps seeing her rounding the staircase corner every time okay. he goes to the next floor. So on the landing, he'd see her turn the corner on the second floor. Yeah. When he'd reached his apartment, he looked to see in the little girl's direction to see her turning the corner on the next landing and heading upstairs. Okay. So the only time he ever saw her is he literally just kept see her seeing her around the corner to go up the staircase. Okay. Ew. Jay smiled at him. There was a little girl who lived here some 20 odd years ago. He said that he took he said that as he took a sip from his cup. She was the daughter of a tenant on the third floor. One day, the girl is reported missing. Oh, the no. Looked for her. <laughs> the police looked for her for days on end to no avail. They just couldn't find her. Then one morning, the landlady started receiving re- complaints from all of her tenants about the stench coming from the tap water. And so she oh, sent Christ. someone up to the, yeah, sent someone up to the terrace to check the water tank. Upon opening the water tank, they found the little girl's body floating, just starting to de- to decompose. Awesome. Um, okay. Side note: the murderer was never found. Uh, my dad thinks if Peter Mansion is still around, so is the little girl. No one knows what this little girl wants or why she's seen climbing up the staircase that late at night. Only that late at night, she can be seen climbing the stairs just one landing ahead of you. That's so sad. That's sad. Oh my goodness. <sighs> but but also fucking creepy that every time you just see her, she's constantly rounding a corner. Yeah, that's really sad though, because what if that was like when the murder happened and she was like forced to go up the stairs? That's really sad. Oh, that is really sad. Why did you have to go there? You're welcome. I watch a lot of, <laughs> I read a lot of, listen to a lot of true crime, okay? Yeah, and you do. That's just really fucking sad. Yes, and you're you're already <sighs> trying to analyze it in your head. I know it. Yeah, makes okay. me sad. Well, let's let's not be sad and move on to your first story. You're funny. Not be sad. Ha ha ha. Oh my! Are you ready? God. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be good. Okay, tell me. Read okay. it off to me. So I'm gonna read who like the the whole thing, and then I'll give you the the name at the end. Okay, cool. Do it. So a few years ago, I had an experience that changed my whole outlook on things. I had just started my YouTube channel. Jordan, my nephew, was with me, and he made a lot of videos with me. It was really fun getting to hang out all the time. We would always meet at our friend Cody's apartment. His mom worked in hospice, so she usually was gone most of the day when we were over there working on the channel. If you don't know what hospice is, it's a place in the hospital where you go when your time is almost up and they're going to making your crossing over as peaceful as possible. I've also heard it called comfort care. One day, Jordan, Cody, and I were hanging out at Cody's apartment. His mom was at work as usual. We decided we wanted to use the Ouija board. Oh my fucking god. (laughs) Why? (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Okay, you know what? Yeah, oh. <laughs> sip it on a fucking Friday night, which is whip. Okay, no, I think I'm not. this is like a regular Tuesday, actually. No, I'm not like <laughs> shitting on you. Just anybody's like, I'm gonna play with a Ouija board. Somebody who's played with a Ouija board is not a good idea. Okay, please, go ahead. Please don't. Even though I have an unused board sitting in my house, please don't. I swear to fucking God, <laughs> if you play with it and I, somehow manage to haunt my apartment in Virginia, I will beat you. I almost brought it with me to Virginia, but I was like, you will you will hit me, so I'm not gonna. I, I so- was not. I'm so glad you read the room and knew that I would have beat you with, I would have put it in my fireplace and set it on fire. You would have pushed me off your balcony. <laughs> yeah, that too. Fuck you. Okay. All right, go ahead. 
So a lot of people believe that using a Ouija board is evil, but I just see it as another way to communicate with the paranormal. I mean, fair. Yeah. As long as but you know what still, you're doing, you're going to be that, okay, helpful, Zozo, hopefully. Zozo demon. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't condone the use of Ouija boards. Please don't. Ooh. So we started using it in the living room. We all circled around it. Cody is normally the person who recorded our sessions when in the case something did happen. So he was recording on my iPad. Jordan and I were using the board. It almost instantly started moving after we did our introduction. I'm going to throw up. Is there anybody with us? I asked. Yeah, sure as fuck is. Okay. Yes. Who are you? Jordan asked. It didn't spell it a name like we were hoping for, but it did start moving around more and more. It was moving around pretty weakly, so we thought that the spirit or energy didn't know how to move it. This part fucks me up. Ooh, you can use our energy to move the planchette around the board to communicate with us, I said. No, no you cannot. No, you cannot. Okay. <laughs> that, one, that one gives me the chills. Ooh. After saying that, the connection got stronger, and I could feel that there was a presence with us. Are you a boy or a girl? I asked. G-I-R-L. How old are you? You can move it to any number to tell us your age. It moved to the number eight. We were pretty shocked that it said eight. That's a demon. (laughs) (laughs) We did know that demons play the part of a child to gain your trust, let your guard down, and then get attached to you. But this time around, it didn't feel like that. So we kept going. Okay. Ooh. How did you die? If you want to answer, you don't have, or if you don't want to answer, you don't have to. I don't want to upset you or anything. Jordan said, hoping that we didn't scare her off. GCS. We got confused. Are those your initials? We asked. The planchette went to no. We couldn't think of anything that could, that could mean, but we kept going. Do you like to play with any toys? I asked. E-K-G. Why the fuck are you playing with an E-K, echocardiogram? What the fuck? (laughs) At this point, we were so confused that we kind of had to start Googling the initials of what she was saying to see if they could give us some answers. I Googled GCS and found out that that was a scale that they used in hospitals for traumatic brain injuries. Oh. Were you in the hospital with a brain injury? Asked Jordan. Yes. And you thought the machines were toys and you thought you were playing with them? Yes. M-O-M-M-Y. No. Then she left. We said our goodbyes and stopped using the board and started working on something else. Cody's mom came home a few hours later after her shift. We decided to ask her about her day. She said it was long, which all of us know if someone said they have had a long day, it's been fucking terrible. Like everything is crap. I asked her if there was a little girl there who passed away from a brain injury. She froze in place and turned pale. She asked how we knew that. I'm going to shit my (laughs) pants. Okay. And I explained the session that we had with the Ouija board and the little girl we communicated with. She started tearing up and told us about this beautiful little girl that was in with a traumatic brain injury. She was only eight years old. I said I had a vision of her wearing a white dress with flowers on it and had curls in her hair. That's exactly what she was wearing the day that she passed away. That moment completely changed the way that I see the paranormal and has spiraled into what I do today. It's crazy how life works even in the afterlife. This was written by Abby Marie. Uh, she wants us to plug our her YouTube, which is Mysteries of the Past and Present. And her uh, Instagram is also Mysteries underscore Past underscore Present. Great story, in my opinion. That's a great, that's a great story. Very intense Not- and sad. Ugh. It's weird that both of our stories had little girls and we didn't mean to do that. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> that's a little weird. 
I don't. Okay, I don't like that. All right, so here we go. Um, I need a. You need a minute. I thought. Yeah, I thought these were gonna be like fun and spooky, but they're fucking turning out to be depressing as shit. Well, I but mean, they're great. You they're know. great. Don't get me. Yeah, dead people. Yeah, I was about to say all of these people Fuck. are dead. <laughs> like we are talking about death here, my dude. I feel like such an <laughs> asshole right now. Oh no, my you're fucking fine. God. Anyways, I don't. All right, it's all good. I feel stupid now. Okay, no, so you're now fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell um Thave Denise uh second story. Yes, please. From- her from her father's okay so here we go here's what she wrote this second story that my dad told me happened on the service road entering the oh shit i believe Vasai. there we go Vasai. Vasai neighborhood and it follows the trope of the woman in white before i go on Ooh. i would like to tell you that i googled the road for many for any more hauntings and i found no other reports of hauntings there oh. my dad heard this story from his colleagues so i'm making fake names here it goes good call right Mumbai, the city that never sleeps, will not disappoint you in its title. It truly lives up to it. The inhabitants of this metropolitan city are usually awake and up to something. Be it catching up with work late at night, studying, or even getting ready to make an appearance at the graveyard shift, Mumbai curs are awake. You will rarely find a resident residential building with all the lights off. Someone or the other is always awake. Monsi worked at a bpo i don't not sure what a bpo is but anyways that evening uh for the evening shift for their uk clients she lived in vasai and worked in malad the daily travel took about two to two and a half hours one way the the only plus point about the evening shift was that the the way home only took 30 minutes what how traffic (laughs) holy shit traffic oh god I got so fucking mad. I was like, are you shitting me? What a waste. Holy That's some God, like right f- fucking California traffic right there. Jesus. Yep. Ugh. Fuck off with that stuff. Okay. So her company ensured that all... Okay, this part's really fucking cool. Her company ensured that all evening shift employees who would return home around 2 a.m. had separate cabs taking them back safely. Aww. For women, For women, there was always a security guard sitting on the passenger seat. Oh, that's cool. And that fucking Hell yeah. tight. Oh my god. Okay. One such night, as the cab exited the highway and took a turn onto the Sutivali Road to en- to enter Vasai. Wow. Okay. You do the driver. Su- uh, the pronunciations on here are great. Okay. The driver suddenly slammed on the brakes. The driver looked to the security guard with a questioning look on his face, only to find him returning the same look. Oh. They both then looked to the road ahead and their faces turned f- from questioning to fear monsai who didn't notice the looks on their faces asked them why they had stopped she got no reply she asked again and again and yet again she kept asking her question louder and louder not understanding why they stopped the car that suddenly and worrying about her own safety that's fair right so what felt like an hour or two was only a matter of minutes and then the driver spoke Ma'am, he said to her as he turned the car around, we're going back to the office. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, okay. So, to this, she protested and threatened to have them fired. She then made a call to HR department who assured her that they would speak to the driver and the security guard, and they would evaluate the situation thoroughly. Once they were back at the office, she expressed her displeasure in words too impolite to be written, and she was then allotted a different cab that took her back home without incident. 
Yowzers. Yeah, okay. So the following day, when Monsai returned to the office, she approached HR asking for an explanation as to what had happened the night before. Are you fucking ready? Uh, yes, I'm sitting down. (laughs) (laughs) Both the driver and the security guard reported that they took the turn onto Sotivali Road. They felt the car run over somebody. (gasps) No, okay, I just got full body chills. That It gets worse. That was when the driver slammed on the brakes. They looked at each other, wondering whether to step out the car to check or not, because the road itself was very dark and mostly deserted. As they looked back to the road and thought, they watched as an old lady dressed in a white sari, draped in the typical Lavani style. So like that gold and red uh, dress, as we would call it in America, like yeah. that typical style Indian dress, got out from under the car and jumped on the hood of the car. Her face was twisted with anger and she started to yell the most disgusting curses at them in Marathi, the official state language of, oh fuck, uh, That's an interesting name. Uh, I can't pronounce it. It's the official state language of like their, their state equivalent. I can't pronounce it even though I wrote it down. The men sat in their seats, frozen in fear. For some time, all they could hear was her voice and the words she was throwing at them. Okay. Eventually, Monsi's voice reached their ears and they felt like they were in control of themselves again then the driver turned the car back around and drove the car back to the office as quickly as he could of course monsi didn't believe this story why would she she didn't have she didn't see anything and she didn't felt anything the two men had described she tried to make hr see that the men were lying but as hr explained their stories were the same they described what they saw and their stories matched they could not find any loopholes at all i hate that so much yep so much. So that was uh, fucked up. Because um, I'm, I'm also not imagining like how a human would jump on a car. I'm imagining like hands fucking, and feet are on the car, like like fucking gremlin on the car. Yeah. But so this is so this is a um, a star a, a additional information that uh, they've Jenny added. Okay, I theorize that the old lady's apparition could be a result of one of two things. The first being a hit and run, which may have killed her on the very turn. The second could have been that the men had killed this woman sometime and her soul had attached itself to the car. However, the second theory might not necessarily work out because this incident only happened once. Holy shit. As far as why Monsi didn't see her, my theory is that the old lady in white was probably killed by men and hence why she would only appear to men. My parents, however, have a completely different theory. This is a great fucking theory. Listen to this. I okay. love this. What's up? To explain this theory, allow me to offer you a very small Sanskrit lesson. The word gun, but it's pronounced, it's spelled G-A-N, so it's, mm. it's G-A-N, pronounced gun, is used as a collective noun. Okay. So into the following context, however, it refers to alignments of the planetary systems. The word they've translates to god the okay. word man manhanvi uh-huh. translates to human quite literally man okay the word oh shoo, i'm trying the word rakshasas rakshas there we go translates to demon or quite literally monster so putting these three words as a prefix to gun we learn about the three types of planetary alignments to one's birth in hinduism okay so like so like astrology so like like you're Gemini yeah I'm a Taurus like but Hinduism okay okay like that yeah we're, yeah, we're yeah. gonna make that okay so it is said that those born I'm gonna butcher this I'm so sorry I'm really trying those born in the they've gun 
which is the god mm-hmm. collective noun, okay, are never affected by the supernatural. Those born in the Manavi mm. gun, so those with the human uh-huh. can feel the supernatural, but they usually remain unaffected by it their entire lives. Okay. And those born under the Rakshas gun are said to be Unable to feel the supernatural, but they are extremely affected by it. So my parents believe that the driver and the security guard were to be born of the Rakshas gun, and oh. that the then that Muncie was born under they've gun. Oh, isn't that cool? I think both of those are possible. I think all of that's possible. Yeah, I think I think it could be that they were born under that sign, but also she was killed by men. Yeah, I don't know. I agree. I agree, because some certain spirits, like, latch on to um, yeah. only bothering certain genders, too. Yes. Because, like, as we learned in Rachel's story, they the the ghost thing only, like, really liked the sons. Yeah. From her ex-boyfriend's place. Yeah. So. Gross. So there you go. That's a disgusting story. Yeah, that one. I, I don't like that one, because I'm just envisioning this woman in white, in that, like, traditional garb, like, on the hood with, like, all of her feetsies and handsies and just, ah! It's like, like it. a fucking little, little, little gremlin. gremlin. The, little I don't gremlin. like it. I don't like no. it. No. Yeah. So. All right. Your turn. Ooh, okay. Ooh, all right. So this one is from Scott Allen from BS Paranormal Investigations. He put that at the beginning. So I'm reading it first. That's fair. Ooh, so here's a little bit of information that just needs to be said before we get into it. Uh, Scott says that this is from his fourth paranormal investigation. Uh, his best friend, Bradley... Uh, He and his best friend Bradley investigate as a hobby, which is really cool, and I would love to do that. You're living the dream. 10 out of 10. He also says that they do, like, a select few investigations every year as a team. Oh, that's super cool. I know. Isn't that cute? I like that. (laughs) I like that a lot. I want to do that. So this is their investigation of Hotel Defunci in Defunci Springs, Florida. Uh, July 8th through the 9th of 2020. He only told us about the first day. Okay. Rip it. I arrived at the hotel around 3 p.m. When I was checking in, the hotel employee noticed that I requested room 8, and she immediately asked if I was another investigator. I smiled (laughs) and said, yeah, but I'm a skeptic looking to kind of debunk haunted places. She smiled back and said that a lot of people come claiming that they experience things, but she's worked there for six years and has never had any of her own. Oh, wow. So he says, I already had a sense that nothing was going to happen at this location. Ooh. Oh, how he's but wrong. Yet, but yet, <laughs> but yet, here the fuck we are telling mm. the story. Tell me, tell me, tell me. I only had one suitcase and a backpack on me, and I was going up to drop those off before I unloaded the rest of the gear. As soon as I entered room eight, I heard a little girl giggle. Get was- the fuck out. <laughs> I don't like that. Get the fuck out. Okay. I was at Bradley's house for a few days prior to this, and he has three daughters, so I immediately thought that my mind was playing tricks on me, or there was some sort of, like, recording device in the room. Mm -hmm. I was at about about searching every crevice of the room for a playback recorder or something of the like. Ah, yes. Typical spectacle. Very smart, though. I would do the same thing. Fair enough. I went downstairs to grab the rest of the gear and go back up. This time, there was no giggling upon entering the room, so I knew if there was something there, it wasn't triggered by opening the door. Skeptic. That's what, that was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Go ahead. Very right, that's, what I, that's what I was like. What the fuck did I just say? Skeptical. <laughs> skeptic is skeptic. Skeptical. Typical skeptic. Okay, here we go. All right, move along. Sorry. You're great. 
I also want to note that only four other people had rooms in the hotel that evening. All adults with no children. <laughs> I even got to meet three of the other guests in the bar downstairs later that evening. Which, I mean, same. I would go to the bar after a little girl giggle, too. <laughs> 100%. After setting up the gear and testing the batteries and all of the equipment, I decided to record a late afternoon EVP EMF session. I put the K2 meter at the foot of the bed near a voice recorder that and hosted the session. I started out with this because upon reviewing the Elms and Hampton in Downton Montgomery Bradley, which was another investigation they did, I right. learned that audio had more mysterious or dramatic elements to it than video. We caught the occasional orb on video, but up to this investigation, nothing else was really present. So I'm asking questions, and about three questions in, I get a hit. I don't trust it, so I move the audio recorder away in order to clarify that there's no electronic interference between the two. Fair I enough, fair enough. Totally understandable. I keep asking questions, and some get responses, and so others don't. I request that there be some ground rules, so light up once for yes and two for no is one that he frequently uses, so that's one he used. I was getting some activity that made it light up after I spoke. I asked how many people are in the room, and the K2 meter lit up three times. Ooh, uh, fuck. That's a lot. That's a lot more than zero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it. I asked if they were counting me, and it lit up yes. So there's oh. two ghosts and him. What a f That sounds like a dickbag answer you would give as a ghost. You're how damn many people fucking are in the right. Room? Three. Does that include me? <laughs> Yes, fuck you. Okay. That's exactly what I would do. You know me so oh, well. What the? <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking punk ass ghost. Okay. Hell go yeah. Ahead. I'm all for it. I'm here. As I ask more questions, it seems as though the answers were less ordered and more random. One explanation that both Bradley, remember his co investigator who has not arrived yet, and the manager of the hotel gave were. It could have been two sisters playing with it and each giving answers, which confused the results because there were two ghosts in the room. Okay. So, I mean, that, that I could, I okay. could, I personally could get behind that because I know if, if my brother and I were like haunting something, we would definitely like fuck with each other. So, both of you would be like double, double dick. You'd be, it, it'd be bad. Penises. Yeah. It would be the ultimate penis penis. It would be very <laughs> bad. <laughs> Despite the reality that the device should not have been going off at all, I do not buy that it's a ghost sibling spat, but that the device's going off was just random. The whole session was about 20 minutes. I was left with some interest and thoughts, but it was still not real evidence to me. The only thing that keeps me grounded on this is that the room had six cameras, a cell phone, three digital recorders, a room phone, a clock, and a TV, and an air conditioning thermostat that were all on at the same time. The electronic power from all of these devices together might have caused energy fluctuations that the meter picked up. Another thought is that the K2 meter is a badly made device and that it's designed to give off random reading to make people think something's there. That's fair. Yeah. The latter idea grew less popular with me as I did more investigations and got better at using it. And I realized that whenever I used it, it normally never went off unless it was near an active electrical object. It would also go off if it was tapped really hard or hit something with significant pressure, but would not go off otherwise, which is kind of cool. I didn't know that. This plus that giggle started me thinking that maybe there's more to this place. Nevertheless, I kept myself grounded in science. I trust the logic of the events and the skepticism that hauntings are likely all caused by sociological or psychological issues. Fair enough. Yeah. I set up the room 
the way that I normally wanted it with cameras covering the whole room, plug them all in so they wouldn't die and set up little like kids toys so that they could be moved around. Disgusting. Understandable, though, if you're dealing with children. I mean, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, kid ghosts. Ugh. Kids. Ugh. I went downstairs. <laughs> Sorry, that took a second to register in my brain. That's, that's fine. I like kids as long as I can give them back. As long as I can give them yeah. a recorder and then give them back. Oh. A recorder as in the little flutie. Oh, oh, I see. That's just mean. That's very Right. Mean. That's the point. That's that's hurtful. <laughs> to every parent out there is like screaming at you. <laughs> Screaming at I'm their right. television. I'm right. I'm going to die on this hill. <laughs> okay. All right. I went downstairs to have dinner in the hotel restaurant and meet the manager, who was also the head chef of the restaurant. So I asked and asked, I ate and asked about employee experiences. I got some mixed answers and decided to go up after my meal to do another EVP session with the thermal instead. Then came the experience that made me rethink everything, including my sanity. I'm going to throw up. Yeah, probably. Oh. I, <laughs> I, I use tonal and conversational techniques that I learned in my educational training that utilizes basic principles of child psychology to get kids to trust you. <laughs> I use this in the questioning of the EMF session. Yes. Was that Bastion that just sneezed? Yes. Scared the shit out of me. Okay, go ahead. Okay, the dog sneezed. The dog sneezed. Sorry, everybody. Okay. That was my dog. <laughs> I don't know if that caught on the recording, but I fucking heard it. All right, Maybe. sorry. No, you're All good. Right, tell me. Uh, he was using these techniques earlier in, that s in the previous session as well to like try and get the kids to trust him. Okay. So he says, his, my thermal started shifting from green to yellow to blue visually as I asked questions and just made conversation to the air. Then, without the air kicking on, so the air conditioner did not turn on, he felt a wave of cold come over me, moving from my right side to my left side. The thermal camera went blue. It was focused on a ball on the floor that I was hoping would move. I felt pressure on my left leg as though a kid, a small kid about five or six years old was sitting in my lap. Oh a my fucking God. It gets worse. About four seconds later, I felt a small pressure on my torso as if the body of the child was leaning against me. I asked blatantly, are you sitting on my lap? Are you cuddling up to me? It was like a frozen wind rushed through the center of my body as quickly as it was happening. Everything stopped. I was filled with emotion and was lightheaded for a few seconds. When I felt somewhat normal, I left the room, walked downstairs for a while. I went back up after the jitters left me and called my wife and then Bradley. I never call Bradley. We just text. I spent about an hour trying to rationalize this moment. I came to three convincing possibilities. One, I gave in to the story of the hotel, the giggling I heard, and the EMF session and let myself believe long enough to imagine experiencing this event. Bruh. It's all a way of another way of saying my imagination got the best of me due to the power of persuasion. Option two, I had an amazing personal experience with the paranormal. Or three, due to all of the equipment around me and the EMF in the room, ass assuming they were the cause of the EMF K2 sessions earlier, I was experiencing EMF poisoning from the room. None of these three explanations satisfy me. I shut everything down about an hour later, leaving the room to record in the meantime. Nothing else happened that night. I think he had a paranormal experience, but that's oh, just me. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> 100%. Oh, my God. <laughs> Little kids don't just, you know, ghost children don't just decide, oh, I'm going to sit on your lap. Hello. No. Oh, my Absolutely God. Absolutely not. 
Oh, my Ooh. God. So you can find Scott Allen and more stories like that on their website, bsparanormalinvestigations.com. Or you can watch other investigations that they do, including this particular one. And you can see day two on YouTube. Their channel is BS Paranormal Investigations. Word. Ooh. What Spooky. a fucking story. Oh, my God. I thought that one was really good, too. Ugh. Woo. Okay. I kind of like this going back and forth because that gives me a minute to like, who and like get spooked. I like this. Yeah. This is good. And I drink your coffee and then I get to like sip on my yeah. pickle juice like a it's, psycho. It's great. Uh, no, I also it's drink fine. pickle juice, but I only have sweet pickles and that pickle juice is gross. That's disgusting. I know. Yeah. Somebody okay. misbought right. pickles and then gave them to me because I love pickles. So. Well, they're disgusting for thinking that you as a pickle lover would like sweet pickles. Cause... I love bread and butter pickles because I'm from the South. Yeah, okay, there we go. There it is. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, was, I, was about to, I was about to like put up an application for a new co-host, but then wow, you're like, from, from the South. I was That's like, you rude. Know what? It, it, <sighs> it makes sense. So, <laughs> okay. All right. So now time for Babe Janie's third story. Get it. Let's go. Okay. I'm ready. I lost it. Oh, there it is. Okay. No, oh, rude. And now I would like to share my two encounters with the supernatural. The <gasps> first happened when I was but a few months old. This is wholesome. <gasps> this is fucking wholesome. I almost fucking cried when I read this. Okay. 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 My, that makes me feel dad, better. Yeah. No, 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 no. This was like wholesome. My dad told me the story on his father's birthday a few years ago. Okay. I never, I never met my grandfather's. My maternal grandfather passed away shortly before my parents got married, and my paternal grandfather passed away shortly before I was conceived. Mm-hmm. My dad is the youngest of five children, two daughters, three sons, and all of my aunts and uncles have one child each. Mm-hmm. My father, who – I love this – whom we call Bodu Dadu. Okay. Let that sink in for a second. I think that is so cute. Bodu Dadu. precious. It's in uh, Bengali has spent time with all of them unfortunately his heart condition did not let him spend time with me i was born about a year after his passing because they live in assam a state to the northeast of india where Hmm. the sun was already up by 4 30 bodudadu had a habit of waking up at that time getting dressed and walking into everybody's room to check on them and open up the windows to let the morning air in that's so cute it's so cute he's a cute little grandfather oh my god uh, he would softly ask the people sleeping if they were cold, and he'd proceed to cover them with their blankets just in case. <laughs> it was a habit he maintained through and through, right until the day he came to see me. It was a cold winter morning. I was about three months old. My parents preferred having me sleep between them rather than in a crib. We were all fast asleep, but my dad has always been a light sleeper. The softest sounds would wake him up. It was around 4.30 when my dad heard his father ask him in Bengali, is she cold? Does she need a blanket? (laughs) Your face is precious. It's really sweet. (laughs) My dad opened his eyes and saw his father standing at the edge of the bed in his banyan a thin cloth t-shirt you'd wear under your top, and his lungi, also known as a dhoti, a long cloth wrapped around his waist in a similar fashion to a skirt. So in his in his sleep day state, my dad responded with, I'll check Baba. He quickly checked my legs, torso, and my arms, and then put a blanket on me just in case I was cold, and then he drifted off for a second before his eyes shot open. He looked around and called out for his father, ba- Baba? It had been long since my dad last told me this story. Whenever he tells me this story, 
At the part where he opens his eyes to call out for his father, I see so many emotions in a split second. My dad was happy that his father got to see his firstborn, but he was sad that he couldn't stay for a little longer. He looked up to my Bodudaru a lot. As I mentioned earlier, my aunts and uncles all have one child each, so I suppose he expected my dad to also follow along the same pattern. However, my parents broke the norm and had a second daughter. I often think about whether Bodudaru would have stayed a little longer if he had known my sister's birth as well. She's four years younger than I am. Maybe my dad could have had some extra time with his father, even if he was only a ghost. I keep ruminating about it. Aww. Sad little story. That's oh so my cute, God. though. <laughs> That's so sweet. It is so, so sweet. I really like but that. But also, don't wake me up if I'm if you think I'm cold. Just let me suffer. I'll no. wake up. No, no, cover me up. If I'll I'm if you, you think up. if you think I'm cold, cover me up. Pull the covers back over my feet. That's so cute. <laughs> oh, what a sweet story. I yes, the second the last story she sent me is not so sweet. Oh, so okay, yeah. Well, okay, so I'm here, gonna take a break. Yeah, and you're gonna read. You're yes. gonna read. You're right. Okay. Here, here is my third story. In January 2020, the year from hell, my boyfriend and I <laughs> had set out to visit Memphis Cemetery in Richmond, Richmond, Michigan. That's a lot wait, of places wait. that I didn't think were in Michigan. I was about to say, wait, did you say Memphis Cemetery? In Richmond, Michigan. I thought you were going to say Virginia. <laughs> Me too. I'm so upset. I'm so upset right now. Jesus, what the... Okay, now I'm discompopulated. I need a second. <laughs> yeah, I thought that back. was in several different states, but it, nope, Michigan, here we are. I, I got turned so uh-huh. many different ways. Yep, you're that welcome. That was upsetting enough as it was. Okay, let's go ahead. Let's go. It was a two-hour's drive from home. I had to visit after I came across articles about, quote-unquote, the witch's ball, which I didn't quite understand until I was there to see it in person. It's this massive headstone in the center of this little family plot. It's the biggest sphere I have ever seen. And they didn't include a photo for reference. Dope. There are so many stories behind this exact spot. I highly suggest looking into it, which we will do. One- <laughs> Add to the list. <laughs> Done. While I was at this part of the cemetery, nothing appeared abnormal or out of the ordinary. I took a picture and then I wandered off to the front of the cemetery alone with my phone and mini insects camera in hand. I came across this white headstone that had uniquely aged with a rust-like color. For some reason, I took a picture with my black and white film, not thinking. The picture jammed. The lights on the camera started to flash. What the fuck? Something didn't feel right, so I headed back to find my boyfriend and tell him what had happened and we should probably head out. I mean, same. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, bye. Ten out of ten. Good decision. <laughs> Goodbye. Good head on your shoulders. All right, cool. I later realized that the instant picture I had taken didn't have a headstone in the photo. I just got cold <laughs> chills. I need to go to the bathroom. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Yep. Okay. Oh. Uh-huh. I never took any pictures on my phone as I didn't feel the need because I had the instant one. I kept thinking maybe I'm remembering it differently. But I know I'm not. I know what I was trying to capture, and it wasn't in that photograph. Sadly, they have since given the photo to a spooky pen pal in the fall of 2020. So they no longer have the photo, which is really sad. I need this photo to come 
I need this photo. So yeah. whoever the spooky pen, pen pal is, I need you to come forth. <laughs> Bring it forth, my this. friend. Yes, I need you to slide into my DMs, email me, whatever it fucking takes. I need you. Seriously. The thing that I think okay. is so interesting about it is they included, for some reason, I didn't feel the need to hold on to the picture. That huh. makes it spookier to me somehow. It's like you need to get, I felt the need to almost get rid of it. I don't know. But there is a photo in the notes. So those of you that are Patreon members will be able to see the witch's stone. And it's pretty fucking cool, actually. It's like a big, big, like square based headstone with like this big shiny ball on top of it that literally just looks like a crystal ball. It's very shiny. That's pretty cool. I can see it through the reflection of your glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful. (laughs) Okay. So this came from Shawnee of Ghoul Rambles podcast. Uh, They say that they release new episodes every Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern. I discuss the paranormal, the unknown, and unsolved mystery deaths. And you can find them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Ghoul Rambles Podcast. Ooh, weep, ooh, weep. Beautiful. I want to see that fucking picture. This this story is not, this story is not over. I I need, I need the photo, if possible. I need, I need a If at all possible. Even if it's just like a, a shitty phone picture of a Polaroid, I need it. I need it in my life. Okay. All right. So we're halfway through the podcast. So we're going to do, do the halfway, halfway, halfway. All right. So at this point of the podcast is where we would give a shout out to our newest Patreon members. But this week we did not have a Patreon member, but that is okay. Maybe next week. Totally fine. Hit, 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 nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> um, so if you're listening to us on iTunes, be sure to give us a rate and review. And if you're on Spotify, please be sure to smash that follow button. Bam. And anywhere else, <laughs> anywhere else that you are listening to us, please be sure to do the thing. Yeah, do the thing. Because if you like what we do, rate and review. I was editing episode 32, and uh-huh. I, as I was editing it, I realized you didn't say it <gasps> in episode 32. You didn't. I'm I so cried. sorry, everybody. I'm so sorry I've ruined your listening experience no, to each and every one of you. apologize to me. I don't care about them. <laughs> I'm the one who wants to hear it. I'm sorry to all of you for Katie's callous attitude. Katie, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry for not saying the thing you like. Because <laughs> I specifically was like, oh, I'm going to listen to it. And then hear her say rate review. And you never did it. I was like, and I cry. <sighs> oh, no. Oh, my God, do I cry. Okay. You'll be fine. No, I won't. <clears throat> you will. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay. So this is Dave Janine's last story. Okay. And this one's pretty this one's pretty cool. I had my second encounter with the supernatural when I was about three to four years old. My dad's colleagues planned a small picnic to a little resort in Palgar. Beautiful. Yep. For the weekend. They were all bringing their families, so my mom and I also went with them. Since the time we got there, my mom felt as though something was off about the place. Oh, that's not good. Oh, it it's fucking terrible. Once everyone was ready, we all headed out to the pool. My mom let me be. I was a very chatty, outgoing, and extroverted child. Oh my god, so me it, too. Uh, so it never took me very long to make a friend wherever I went. So my mom wasn't too worried. She let me have fun, but she kept an eye on me from time to time. After some time, however, when my mom looked around for me, she realized that I wasn't where <gasps> I was playing from before. No. In, yeah, in fact, I wasn't anywhere near the pool. My mom then asked for some of the staff to help her find me, find me and when they started looking for me. And they started looking for me. There we go. Words. As my mom was passing by an old storage room, she heard giggles from within. <gasps> she stopped, unsure if it was me, and stood listening. When she heard the giggles again, she opened the door and walked into the room to find me sitting alone playing. 
She quickly picked me up and asked me what I was doing in the room all alone. I said I was playing with the Dee Dee. Dee Dee means sister. Oh. I replied. Then she then walked out of the room in a hurry and back to the swimming pool area. This happened at least two more times. What? Every time. Yep. And and every time my response was the same. I was playing with the Dee Dee. My mom didn't like it, but she didn't say anything about it. Soon, my mom decided to use the washroom. Unfortunately, this resort did not have washrooms in rooms for big groups. Mm. There was a common toilet area, and my mom had to go there. As she finished her business in one of the stalls, she turned to face the toilet and saw a black shadow go past the window. Oh, fuck you. There was absolutely no way anyone could just be walking past. A ditch had been dug out around the washroom walls, and the shadow... The shadow wasn't just walking past. The way it moved, the shadow had been standing and seemed to have moved just as my mom looked towards it. So it was apparently staring at her through the window. No. Oh, I got cold chills. Okay. After lunch, she took a... Oh, the flags in the background just scared the shit out of me. Woo. You're doing great. (laughs) I swear to God, if I haunt this apartment, I'm going to lose my shit. That's really After funny. Lunch, <laughs> after lunch, she took a walk around the resorts, or took a walk around the resort grounds and spoke to some of the staff under the pretense of complimenting their cooking. Mm. By evening, my mother decided that we would leave. She did not like the fact that I had gone missing yet again after lunch Ugh. when everyone was almost asleep. She spoke to dad and soon enough, we were leaving. By the time we got packed and had left, I was it was dark. My parents stood on the side of the road for some time and then they walked a little ahead there were no rickshaws to pick them up mm. and no other vehicles stopped for them my parents even saw a few look their way and then turn their faces quickly away oh you're right okay sometime later an old man was driving by and when he saw my parents holding a holding a slightly fussy me he stopped he called us over and asked us where we were coming from when my parents told him the resort we just left he told us to quickly get into his truck once we were in what I know, as an American, it's like, no. Um, Once we were in, and the man had turned his truck around to head to the railway station, he scolded my parents. It's not a safe place to be with a child. What were you doing there? And that, too, this late at night, that side of the road, no one walks walks it because it is cursed. And that resort, you should never go there. It is a very bad place. No. My parents explained themselves, of course, and the conversation continued. When we reached the station, my parents thanked the old man, and we caught a train back home. As I mentioned earlier, my mom went around talking to the staff. She's one of the most resourceful people I've ever met in my life, and she's definitely one of the easiest to talk to. She did a little digging, and when she brought up the numerous times I was found in the storage room, one of the older staff members told her about the ways the land itself had been procured. In particular, the land that the resort itself stood on was usurped by the builders. The village and the farmers who lived there were harassed, threatened, and even some killed for the land. Oh. All of the all of the staff members were people whose land had been taken and they were now working at the resort for they had nowhere else to go. What? Then mom mentioned the shadow moving past the window of her stall. The older staff member theorized that it was probably a shadow created with black magic or that it was the soul of one of those killed for their lands we have never gone back to paul paul Gaur. jesus no wonder <laughs> that is hell no Fucked up i read that i was like are you shitting me like i know stuff like that happens but who yeah I like it so apparently that land in that resort is fucking cursed with some black magic 
I mean, I'm I'm sure it is because if you're getting driven away from your home or you have to be like you have to be employed by the people who drove you away from your home, like you're damn right that's yeah. No. There's no. some woo-woo bullshit going down. Very like, bad. So yeah. Very bad. Woo. Yeah, so that's Well, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah. Thank you, Janine survived. Who? So thank you, Dave Janine, for sending all those in. We really appreciate it. That was that was a ride to those read. Those were good. Those were I'm great, pleased. actually. Okay. Cool. Your All turn. right. I tap out. Okay. Here's here's story four. My house isn't exactly haunted, but I do have a lot of spirit activity here. Mostly it's just the creepy, crawly feeling of being watched. But a few times something more has happened. Uh, Either way, gross. I don't like <laughs> it. <laughs> here is one of those times. Right before this event happened, I slipped and broke my foot. In your house? Did someone trip you in your house? I'm so sorry. We need to reevaluate how you slipped because it might have been a ghost. Yeah, it, it may have been something tripping you because that happened to my sister-in-law. I haven't told you that story. We'll get there one day. Excuse the fuck out of me. What? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you some some shit about her old house. Next. Mm-hmm. Next podcast. Next hopefully. podcast. I'll, I'll tell you about it because that <sighs> slipping and breaking your breaking your foot just re- pulled it out of my memory banks. I t- actually. Hmm. Now I remember. Mm-hmm. Now I remember everything from her old house. Yep. Yep. So we'll have oh. to talk about that someday. Ah, the okay. new one's haunted, too. Oh, yeah. Ha, 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 ha. We should just get her to write in. Yeah. Yeah. If she had time, I would get her on the podcast. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. Ooh. I couldn't make it upstairs to sleep in bed, so I crashed on the couch. I woke up in the middle of the night, sat up wide awake, and thought I would open my eyes and see my four-year-old daughter standing in front of me. Because kids do that, and that's fucked up. It's not okay. They just stand there because they're so... Okay, as a kid who was afraid to wake their parent up, okay, I yeah, would fair. also just, just stand there because my parents yeah. were evil when you woke them up. Yeah, yeah. No, not yeah. good. Okay. All right, not fair good. enough. Go ahead. Ooh. Go ahead, go ahead. The feeling of being in the presence of a child was so unbelievably strong. I brushed it off. Kid wasn't there. So my daughter was one of those singing Elsa doll. My daughter has one of those singing Elsa dolls from Frozen 2. A couple of nights later... Elsa had been left on the bedside table, and she started going off while I was trying to sleep. The first time, I thought it was a fluke. I moved her so that she was laying flat, and nothing could be touching the button. She went off again. And again. I was annoyed, because sleep. (laughs) (laughs) So I got up and moved her to the window ledge outside of my room. And she went off again. Motherfucker. Then I picked her up, put her in a closet, and closed the door. (laughs) (laughs) Time out, bitch. (laughs) At the time, <laughs> the Elsa doll was pretty new. She'd never done that before, and she's never done that since. Mm, but the next morning, wonderful. I used my tarot deck to ask what happened. It was a little girl, and it seemed like she had a rough life. She was just passing through, and she was interested in me and my kids. Not in a scary way. It just seemed like she wanted to be around love. She moved on, Aww. and I haven't had any more experiences with the singing doll. This was written by Carly, and she is at the Village Tarot Witch uh on instagram so go I find her her because of the witch part spooky spooky witch stories Sp- spooky witches please beautiful be, be my friend be my friend i'm like so intrigued as soon as i get a little bit more money i'm getting so many okay i'm serious still about wicca how like if any of y'all want to like go in with us on that like i'm sold <laughs> gotta, I'll, I'll just buy the domain name and then we can just <laughs> wikipedia <laughs> that'd be really good too i swear to god yeah. if I could just I'm the best, Trish. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. T- tell me a scary story. Make me cry. <clears throat> so, so here's my fifth story. Yes. Okay. So this is from a listener, Kay. 
Mm-hmm. She's been listening since day one and listens to Aww. us every Friday that she makes that bread. Hey, thanks, man. Uh, make make that bread, girl. Do it. Get do it. Do it up. Get it. So do those is, things. This is a this is a sweet story. Aw. So my grandmother was a bit hard to get along with. Not outright cruel, but very passive aggressive in that southern woman way. Oh, bro, that's my mom. Don't even worry about it. I got you. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> oh my fucking god. Okay. She was always someone who was very careful about every detail of her appearance. Me, being a frizzy-haired, can't-be-bothered, curvy tomboy, I frustrated her. <gasps> Same. She loved <laughs> She loved me in her way, but yeah. She always tried to give me things. Oh, the cat scared the shit out of me again. <laughs> she always tried to give me things to get me to do things properly, but it never really stuck. She always had the lightest hint of Chanel number no. 5, the same face powder for 40 Ooh. years. A Chardonnay and her hairspray had the same scent it always did. It wasn't overpowering. I never thought about it, but she was unmistakable. So we didn't really get each other, you know? Yeah. Anyways, fast forward to late 2017. She'd passed away earlier in the year. My purses have always been bargain and kind of crappy, so I was gifted a designer Kate Spade bag. Nice. Right? Oh, nice bag. Ooh, bougie. I looked inside. Took out the silica pack, blah, blah, blah. I was telling my friend who gave me the bag, my grandmother would be thrilled to the teeth. I don't know why to the teeth. Okay. So I hope I open it again to put my wallet in to give it a whirl and boom, unmistakable, unique scent of her products, her wine. Oh, wow. I never thought about it, but all my senses would were flooded with her. It was strong enough like she was sitting right next to me fussing like, it's a lady's bag. You might like the change of pace. I laughed, closed, and opened it again, and nothing at all. Just smelled like the silica pack like before. Aww. Grandma grandma, Assassin. Your grandma was so happy that you got purse. That's actually really cute. That's really sweet. That's so... I like her, like, sassing you. Like, you know exactly what she'd say and how she'd sass you. Like, I love that. Because here in the South, we show affection through, you know, emotional digs. Sassafras. Yeah. Okay. That's so sweet. I like that. Some of these stories are sweet, and some of these stories are downright fucking terrible. Okay, I love it. I love the mix. Uh, Keeps it fresh. All right. This one is actually from uh, someone that I know that wants to remain anonymous. So here we go. Do it up. Do it up. Do it up. Anon. Go. Boop, boop, boop. When I was five years old, I lived in an old house with my mother and infant brother. My brother and I had bedrooms on the first floor at the end of the hallway while mom was in the master bedrooms upstairs. I used to wake up in the middle of the night in this house all the time. I would be paralyzed in my bed. It had been, yeah, yeah, uh, gross. Okay, okay, cool. It had bit. It had a terribly empty feeling to it, and I would be afraid to look around the room because on rare occasions, I would see shadows in places that didn't make sense. Yeah, I wouldn't want to look around the room either. Fuck that. I'm going to get cold chills. I'm going to get cold chills. It's coming. One night, I had the courage to get out of bed and walk to my door. I think my decision was to go to the living room and turn on the television, which totally fair as a kid, like TV, you know, makes sense. I looked to my left down the long hallway, and at the end of it was our family rocking chair. You good? No. You good over there? No. It's always the long fucking hallways. Yeah. Like the one in my house. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Hallways. Down the end of the long hallway was our old family rocking chair in the place where it should be. What ultimately sent me into a stone cold panic was the light sway of the otherwise empty rocking chair. 
And within seconds of realizing this, a shadow appeared in the chair and the rocking picked up speed. No. No. I've got chills. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. No. Okay. I stood, breathless in terror, clutching the door frame as I watched the shadow rock back and forth with its back to me. I knew I had to dash across the hallway and up the stairs to alert my mom, but I remember feeling the need to check on my baby brother, whose door was open and in sight. I had to take my eyes off the shadow. As I turned to the right to peer into my brother's room, I felt an icy chill go down my neck. No! I strained to see my brother, thankful at the sight of his sleeping form in his crib. Then, I turned back to look at the rocking chair. My breath caught in my throat and a small yelp escaped. The shadow man had stopped rocking and he was turned towards me. No! Oh! Oh! No! I'm gonna fucking freak out. Oh my god. It gets worse. Oh my god. It gets so much worse. I'm gonna have fucking nightmares. Oh! Oh, my butt cheeks. Oh my god. (gasps) Okay. Okay. All right. So he turned towards her. Two red eyes staring me down. No! Imagine this just like black shadow person and all you see these like ruby red eyes like fucking staring at you like no thanks man. I, I'm I'm gonna fucking cry. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I bolted, scrambling up yeah. the stairs to my mom as fast as I could. <laughs> I ran in. I'm I'm like nervous laughing. I ran into the side of her bed and proceeded to wake her up by telling her there's a man in the rocking chair downstairs. It didn't take her long to get up, walk over to her closet and pull out a golf club. That's a good mom. There There you go. She knows what's up. She told me to stay upstairs and headed down. Her intent 100% being to beat the intruder to death with a nine iron. There were no doors leading outside on the back half of the house where the bedrooms and the windows were quite high up, even on the first floor. I tried to silently follow her down the stairs and got to the bottom. She told me to grab my brother and if anything happened, to run past her to the elderly neighbors next door. She approached the rocking chair, still swaying, but absent of any body. Nobody was there. She searched the whole house, even the basement, while I stayed with my brother. We were terrified. Mom never blamed me because she should she could see how scared I was. We stayed up that night and I slept with my mom every night for a month after. My yeah. brother's crib, yeah, hell yeah. My brother's crib was moved into her old into her room as well. We never really felt safe in the house after that and we started noticing little uneasy moments here and there. This could be entirely unrelated, but the neighborhood itself had an off feeling to it. The neighbor's basement behind our home caught fire a couple of months later, and not a year after that, a man murdered his wife two houses down. We left Whoa. shortly after that. There you Oof. go. Damn. I hate it. 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 The idea of, of being in your safe space, you have like a familial like thing, right? That's like, it's like antique, special. And there's a fucking shadow person sitting in that? No. Absolutely the fuck not. No. I would have lost my shit. I would have fucking screamed bloody murder. Fucking five, dude. No. It's the trauma for me. (laughs) Oh my god. Absolutely not. Oh, I gotta, no. I gotta like sit. I gotta set myself up. Oh, yeah. God. No, th- throughout oh. that story, Katie progressively like slid down her chair, and, like <laughs> covered with a blanket. <laughs> that was whoops. That was pretty good. That was rough. Oof. Thank you for submitting that. <clears throat> Anon. That Ooh. was. That hurts a little. That hurt. That hurt me. <gasps> okay. T- tell me. Tell me your number six. 
Okay, so number six yeah. is is pretty is pr- pretty rough. Oh no, rough. okay, and not as rough okay. as that. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, <laughs> so this is Anthony. Oh fuck. I gotta huh? email. I gotta. I gotta text him. Oh. Oh shit. Oh shit. He totally texted me before I left, and I never texted him back. Whoops. Rip. Okay. Sorry, bud. <laughs> Anyways, so this is from Anthony. He was a uh, gym partner of mine back in Cookville. He was the one who introduced me to the trainer that I have now. Um, gym bro. He's big, yeah, he's big beefy boy. Like he went from twig to like beef. Holy shit, beef. Yes. Get it. He's got. He's got massive triceps that are bigger than his biceps. Get Amazing. It. Get it, my yes. dude. Okay. So here's his experience that he texted out and wrote to me. Okay. So we just had moved into the new house that we were renting from a family friend. I was in eighth grade at the time. A woman and her son mentioned that their grandmother had died in the house and the brother had passed away as well. And that every once in a while, they could smell cigars like his brother used to smoke mm. and would also see him appear in the bathroom mirror. Oh. Okay. Fuck not. We in the personally. Isn't that a fucking... I don't like that. Uh, we personally had never experienced anything like that mm. after living there for around four or five months. Okay. But one night, something strange happened to me and made me a believer in the paranormal. Okay. It was at night, maybe around seven or eight o'clock. I was home with my grandmother that lived with us while she recovered from her chemo treatments. Her room was right beside the living room where I was watching TV. Mm-hmm. Well, around that time... I knew she was asleep after taking her medicine and all our dogs were downstairs with me. I heard a knock at the door and no one was there when I opened and looked. Mm. Okay. I hate that. I then shut the door, locked it, and went back to watching TV. It happened again and for some reason I ran upstairs because Uh it was creeping me out. But then the knocking followed me along the wall as (gasps) I went upstairs. No. No. Absolutely not. No. Get that the fuck out of here. No. At, at that point, I was terrified. I made it up the stairs and the dogs with me as well. I went to close the door, but there was this ice cold air trying to gently blow it open as I held the door cracked, almost closed. I don't like it. Not, not really forcing the door open, but just enough pressure to feel like someone or something was pushing it. After that, I told my parents, and it wasn't any of my family messing with me because they were all a half an hour away when it happened. Never experienced anything like that again while we stayed there, but it did cause several sleepless nights. Oh, yeah, incident. for sure. No, 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 no. Because, like, I, as I mentioned earlier, I live in a two-bedroom like, or a two-floor apartment, right? So, like, if right. there's somebody knocking on the door and I'm like, I don't know who the fuck you are, like, I don't open the door. I go upstairs right. and look down to see who is there. That's a typical millennial thing to do, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, like because I, I do it okay if right it makes sense not yes oh god so now i'm gonna be scared to go go up my stairs now so thanks anthony when he, <sighs> he first told me that story he's like yeah and the knocking like continued like it followed me and i was like wait like like it just like, kept knocking on the door or did it follow you up the wall he's like no it followed me up the wall <laughs> no what absolutely not i would shit my pants I don't know what I would do, but I it wouldn't be pretty. It would not be pretty. I don't know what would happen, but it wouldn't be good. <laughs> Woo! Okay. Jesus. Ugh. All right. So those are my Ooh. six. You got one more. Okay. Okay. Last last listeners stories of uh, first listeners tales. Sp- spooky tales. Spooky tales. Spooky tales. My house is so active with orbs and spirits. We've been in our home for thirty two years and have always seen things. Walking down the stairs to the kitchen and then back up again, we have seen a ballerina, the half bo- or the bottom half pirouette into my daughter's room. I've only seen that once. 
which to me sounds like it's just the bottom half of a ballerina, which makes it worse. Yeah, it's just like that's only what. Yeah, I don't. Just, I don't like, like that. The tutu. Yeah, <laughs> like just from the tutu down. Like I don't like yeah. that. <laughs> Ooh, the orbs are new, and here's the story behind where I think they may have followed me from. In October of 2020, I underwent a major surgery or a major operation on my knee and leg. I stayed in a very old hospital, the one which I was born, actually, Traver General in England in 1966. It was very weird when I was to have my operation to be in the same hospital that I was born. That did scare me a little bit as I was wondering, is this an omen that I die here as well? We're coming full circle, baby. (laughs) I hate that because that would scare the shit out of me. Like, mm. yep. Anyway, I stayed there for eight days, but as I have to, but afterward, I had to go to rehabilitation in a center named, I practiced this, Bulick Lodge. There we go. There you go. Bulick Lodge. Bulick Lodge was was once a home, then a hospital, and then a school for handicapped young adults and children. I didn't know any of this at first, but felt very uneasy in my room number seven, which faced another old part of the rehabilitation home. Every night, I would ask if the nurses could leave my door cracked a little. One night, I literally felt as though I was being watched over. I opened my eyes, and no one was there. The next day, I asked the nurse about the history of the lodge, and she asked me why I wanted to know. I said, (laughs) (laughs) which, I mean, fair question. I said that I felt uneasy, like I'm being watched. She hesitated and then told me about what the place used to be and that the matron used to be seen often locking doors opposite my room with a huge bunch of keys and was seen checking on other patients throughout the night by people who were staying. So that's gross. Like patients that were awake would like see this lady checking on other patients in other rooms. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. She then told me that there was also a very evil priest that ran the place who would mistreat the children and young adults that lived there. And it wasn't until I followed a psychic, David Trainer, online that he and he was doing a live stream asking for pictures of people's walls. I sent him a few pictures of the room I was in, and he says he sees a man in a suit with a young boy that follows him around on one of the walls. And he said he saw the face of a man with a very negative vibe on another. Uh, I hate that. That's gross. That's disgusting. (laughs) He said that the room was busy with spirits and didn't think they were all negative. After three weeks, I went home and it wasn't until my cat was staring at the wall and following something with his eyes. I don't like that. Um, (laughs) I don't like that at all. Um, Following something with its eyes that I decided to video him. And to my surprise, orbs were coming from my TV screen and my wall. Whoa. That video is actually on YouTube. Um, And I will give you the YouTube handle in just a moment. I decided to... Okay. I always say a prayer if I use a necrophonic app and have to sage often. And then please check out the videos on their YouTube. This is from Debbie. uh, Debbie Finley. And the YouTube name is Debbie Finley Spirit Orbs. So please feel free to go and check that out. The the cat looking at the wall and following it with his eyes and the orbs is on there, which is scary to me. It's, it's pretty fucked up. I watched one of them. I was like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. Woo. That was a lot. I am. Yeah. I am emotionally done in. 
<laughs> that was that was a lot of uh, tips and turns and ups and downs, my dude. That's that was a lot that I didn't need in my life, but here we are. Those are great. Those I mean, are fucking great. I need more of that in my life, actually. Yes, please. Actually, <laughs> that'd be great. I, I have to go hunt down some more people who'd be like, "You, give me a story. You, you. give me a story." <laughs> You specifically, I see you. You got paranormal in your Instagram title <laughs> bio. G- give me a story. I know I, you got. I one. I see you. Yes. So here we are. Beautiful. So first spooky tales episode. Boom in, in, in the, the basket. Bag. First, first before anybody signs off, don't sign off yet. I have an announcement. I meant to make it at the beginning, but whoops. Zoe, Zoe, Zoe's um, uh, story was so neighbor drama. Yeah, captive, captivating words are hard. I got a PO box. Woo. PO PO box one twenty five. Centerville, Virginia, 20122. I can't believe I remember that. I'm so, so proud of you. It's so in our social medias, it's on the website. Blake said he put it on the website. And then if you go to our social media accounts, there is a link in our bio. And in the description, in, inside of the links, so when you click on the mm-hmm. link, it'll open up a bunch of links to links. Um, the bio that you open up, it has our P.O. box. If one, uh, uh, listen to me, yes. listen to me, yeah. not you, the listeners. Oh. Listeners, listen to me and you. If one of you sends me a Ouija board, we're gonna fight. We're gonna fight. Nobody send me a Ouija board. I swear to God. I think someone should send uh, a, just the planchette. <laughs> not not <laughs> even the Ouija board. <laughs> that is fucked up. I will. Oh, don't. <laughs> don't. Do, no. If I fucking like, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna pack it. Ouija board. Send me anything witchy. I'll. I also posted. Mm-hmm. I need to get yours too. I also yeah. posted an Amazon wish list oh, yeah. of mine, and then I'll put Zoe's up here, and it'll, it'll be on there by the time this episode's up. Yes. Um. So we have wish lists that you can also send to the PO box. I'll Ooh. get Zoe's. Zoe's working on a PO box in her area, but yes. I can also just get her her. Yeah. I'll, I'll be seeing her soon, so I get her her. Uh, stuff there's stuff there's stuff for the podcast so if you send us stuff it's stuff that will be regurgitated and put back on the podcast so yes if you're just feeling like you know you don't want to be like a full-time but you're like hey i'll send somebody a book yeah buy me a buy me a witch book yeah that'd be great witch actually book. that'd be cool please i'd be down for that book i'd be down for a witch book tarot cards i'll fucking take tarot cards all day oh, long. yeah i love tarot cards. they there's actually a really pretty like you you might not like these but i'm going to tell you about them anyway they're this pretty like opal and pink um with like gold leaf around the edges and they're gorgeous that tarot i found cards? that's a tarot yeah a tarot deck they're so pretty so oh. pretty of course you you're a little yeah. pink gold leaf bitch yeah. so you're right yeah my mom bought a okay. set in egypt actually um that she still has okay that- okay yes all right stop yeah. what stop what Okay, the first two words, yes. two words I would have never have heard you associate with yeah. your mom is tarot, uh-huh. tarot cards, yes. and Egypt. Correct. What? Yeah, yeah. my mom uh, went with her mother to Egypt because my, my grandma liked to travel a lot. So they went to Egypt together and my mom was like, ooh, and bought a set of tarot cards. And she keeps them like wrapped up in a silk scarf and like the whole nine yards to keep the bad energy out. Yeah. Isn't that wild? That is knowing my mother. Crazy. That's wild. When I come back, yeah. I want to see those cards. So we'll do. Okay, I'll bring you That's... over to her house, and she'll go, well, and pull them out. I'm like, look at me. Show me the cards. Where are they? I'll cry. <laughs> she'll, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would have never thought your mother would have left Cookville, Tennessee. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Here we are. She's she's been to a lot of places. Um. But anyway, that's a story for another day. All uh, right. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. All right, so how do we end this? Oh, if you want to uh, see yeah. more, more of what we do. Jesus more Christ. shenanigans. 
more shenanigans, <laughs> check out our website at www.hauntheribarelyknowher.com. And if you want to check us out on social media, we have Instagram and Twitter, which is H-H-I-B-K-H podcast. Dope. And if you go on Instagram, you're going to get me. And if you go on Twitter, you're going to get Zoe me. sometimes. It's me. It's always, it's always me. Screw you. It's she, always she, me. It's not true. It's not true at all. There was like once or twice I jumped on there because I was yeah. like, you're too slow. I mean, you're right. Yeah, that's fine. I'm just always on my phone. Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Okay, so until next time, haunt her. I barely know her. Or Christine. Who? Christine. Who the fuck is Christine? A ghost. Gay. Yeah. Bye. <laughs>